Welcome back to another amazing episode of the Everyday Growth Podcast. I am your host, Anthony J. And if this is your first time here, welcome. Welcome to the community. Welcome to the family. Thank you so much for being here. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button, man. <laughs> in all seriousness, guys, whether you've been in this community or you're not in this community, please hit that subscribe button in the podcast. Head on over to YouTube and also subscribe to that as well. You can put some faces with the names every single podcast zoom call i put up on there so you can actually see the see the people that are talking and see myself as well so you know who's actually talking to you through your through your stereo and your speakers so you guys this is the one-stop shop for everything nutrition fitness and mindset related and here on the everyday growth podcast we always search out for individuals who have had growth in one way shape or form during their lifetime guys welcome back happy friday you made it well you made it happy friday made it through the week Crazy things are happening in the, in the world today and all around in every single city. And uh, we need to just bring some light to that really quick. And I promise you it's going to be quick. So just please take a deep breath with me. Exhale and understand that everything is going to be all right. The reason for that is a good friend of mine told me when he was locked up, he had a humongous man with him that was locked up. And uh, he was at least seven feet tall. And... My friend that was locked up was telling me that he was he was crying on this guy's shoulder saying, you know, I just uh, my heart is so broken, my heart is so sad, I don't know what to do. And this gentleman put his hand on his on his shoulder. And the way my friend explained it was it felt like a house was on his shoulder. Now, was it a house? Obviously not, but you can obviously understand where I'm coming from with the story and how that felt because the words that came out of his inmate's mouth next are very very important he said listen you can be sad in your heart all of all that you want but as soon as you let the outside world take your soul take your love take your 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 beacon of light from you is when you let it win is when you let it win that's not saying i'm going to correct myself really quick because i don't want anybody to be mad about this that's not saying you can't feel sad about what's going on in the world today but damn it you have light inside you that other people need you do. And here, I believe every single person in this community has something very special to offer. Whether you know it or not yet, you do and you're going to get it. And if you don't have it yet, you're going to find it. It's going to happen. And let me tell you, the people that I know in this community, I've grown to love so much because without you guys, I wouldn't be here and this podcast wouldn't be possible. And my, you would never hear the guests that I have on. And it's amazing what this platform can do. It can open up conversations. It can, it can shed light, positivity, and creation, and different perspectives on everything in the world. And that's why I wanted to create this great, great, great community. Because the things that we talk about on here can pertain to everything in your life. And it's wonderful to talk about it and hear different perspectives. So I'll tell you this. Feel sad, be sad, but be loud in your actions and your emotions to make change in this world today. You are a beacon of light. Whether you want to admit it or not, or whether you know it or not yet, you will change and you are changing people's lives by, by posting great gratitude, having empathy, being an empathetic human being in the world today, showing love, giving hugs and giving dabs. That is what we do here in this community. And damn it, if anyone in this community feels the other way, get out. Because I'm drawing a line in the sand now that this podcast and this community is the best fucking podcast community there is in the world. And I know it's true. 
I know it's true in my heart. I see the DMs. I read them. I respond. I get the emails. It's all the time. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. We are spreading truth and love and being empathetic to every single person that we come across. And that is my challenge for you this week. From Friday till next Friday when we talk again, make your light shine. Hold the door for somebody. Know your neighbor's name. Say hi. Give your neighbor a beer. Give him, give him a cold lemonade, him or her. Walk someone's dog for him. Help someone out to their car with their groceries that you know need help at that time. Help someone across the street. Trust me, every single day I see too many people that I can possibly help. And it's the small things that make the biggest differences in this world today. And if you think that's funny or you think that's not going to make a change, then you are part of the problem. And I'm sorry for saying that. I'm sorry for being harsh. I'm sorry to bring down your Friday with with this podcast. But you know what? This has to be said. And it's probably going to be said many more times before this all this shit is fixed. But it starts with you. And it starts right fucking now with this podcast. And my guest that I have on today is a good friend of mine. His name is Dean Jackson. He feels the exact same way, and I know I can talk for him because he does feel that way. We've had many conversations about what's going on in the world, but he also does believe that we all have light in us. Love is not gone. We're just not making it bright enough. We're just not sharing it enough. Dean comes on and gives his wonderful, wonderful perspectives on goal setting, on your lifestyle, on what this quarantine coming out of it should have been like, and if it's not what you want it to be, he has a solution for you. We hear Dean's story, which is something amazing, and I'm sure you guys can all relate to it from the very first time you walked into the gym or the very first time you actually started taking your nutrition, your fitness, your mindset serious. We all start at the bottom. No one puts on a pair of Nikes and goes outside and runs a, runs a marathon your first time running. It doesn't happen that way. Dean also talks about what it's like to climb a mountain and what the summit should look like and what we actually, what our our perspective on that, why it may be broken, and why looking at the top, why looking at the peak and staring from the bottom saying, I'm going to be right there tomorrow, why that can actually break you down and put you farther in, into depression state, into depressed state faster than you can, you can even start that goal, and why goals are so important, and why we should challenge ourselves with small goals that last three to six months, because at the end of the day, if it doesn't work out, did you really fail? Or did you actually learn something from that three to six month goal? And if you think you fail and throw your hands up in the air and give up and give up on yourself, then there's a lot of other things that you need to be working on. But if you understand the perspective of, well, you know what? That three months wasn't so bad and I want to keep going with this. I'm not going to do what I just did to kind of have that hiccup in my three months. And that's all it is. It's just a speed bump. That is all it really is. And guess what? It's called life. It happens. From point A to point B to point C to point Z, it doesn't really matter what happens, how many speed bumps there are. No goal chasing, no big hobby taking, no, you know, no big taking of a hobby. There's, it's not going to be a smooth ride. That's like saying my life is going to be a smooth ride from the, from the moment you come out of the womb to the moment you talk to the moment you're in your deathbed. It's not a smooth ride. This is all different perspectives on life. And this podcast with Dean Jackson really, really sheds some light on that. 
and it actually buffers some of those sharp edges that society is kind of cutting you with. Not to mention, Dean talks about his story of failure, as you can't see me because my fingers are in the air, quote-unquote failure. He talks about how he had a huge goal that him and I both worked on very intently, that he didn't, he said he quit on himself, but he understands the perspective of he'll never, ever do that again. And it's an amazing, amazing story. And I'm so glad you guys are here to, to hear and listen and take notes with my good friend, Dean Jackson. We talk all things with his new business that he's starting up, where his goals are, and what it means to him if he doesn't hit that goal in a certain amount of time. And that goal being a certain amount of time is December. He wants to start his full-time new business. But he understands if it's not the right time. And he explains that in great detail. And I guarantee most of you, and I fuck, I know for sure one of you will really relate to his story because he breaks it down so eloquently in what he does and how his verbiage is for these things. You get sucked in by what he's saying. And by the end of the conversation, by the end of each one of his sentences, you understand a new perspective on your own goals and what you can do in your life today as soon as you stop listening to this podcast. So grab a pen and paper like always, guys. And I always like to say to do that because it's true. We're not just here to fill some time in your life or fill some empty airspace. These are all learning possibilities and everything that we talk about, you can use towards your goals. So guys, like always, I want to shed some light on the sponsor of the podcast is Ambition Threads Company. You guys know I work with Tyler. You guys know I work with Ambition. I wear this stuff every single day. It is the best Inside and outside the gym wear, the best street wear you can possibly have. And man, can you look fresh as hell with these clothes on. And let me tell you what, all of month of June is buy two, get one free. Think about that really quick. When is the last time, maybe besides like Old Navy had a sale, when is the last time you can actually have really decent street wear that also can be worn in the gym as well? So if you want to turn some heads, you know, you want to, you want some people to, to snap their necks back and be like, damn, what does that hat say? What does that shirt say? What, look at those leggings that that girl's wearing. Like, check this out. Ambition is doing two for one, meaning you buy one shirt, one hoodie, one hat. You're going to get the hat for free. You're going to get the cheapest of the three apparel items for free. Better yet, and here is the icing on the cake community. Use code every day, all in caps when you check out every day, for an additional 20% off this buy two, get one free sale. Think about that really quick. You can literally have an entire wardrobe and then in this month all put together for when you guys really attack the gym in the summertime. And summer is right around the corner. Not to mention, a little, little birdie told me there's some, some new crop tops and some new tanks coming in July. So get ready for that. Ladies and germs community, if you are new here or not new here, you know what time it is and it is time. It is time for my guest of the week on this beautiful Friday, and I hope you guys really attack this week, and I hope you really, really are going to attack this weekend after listening to my good friend, the guest of the week, Dean Jackson, spit some shit for you guys. Mr. Dean Jackson, welcome to the show, my man. How you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. It's been a long time coming. Oh my gosh, you're telling me, man. <laughs> Community, Dean and I are really good friends and it's been a very long time out of quarantine. We just started training again at the gym less than a week ago. 
and I've been uh, digging my, you need to come on my podcast knife in his back for a couple of weeks. And <laughs> <laughs> he finally, he finally gave and in community. And it, so only, welcome. it only took pizza and beers to convince me. Hey, I know, I know a way to a man's heart. <laughs> let me tell you, man. <laughs> so how are you doing today, man? How's everything going? How has your day been? Um, it's been pretty good. Um, obviously, you know, we, we got in a workout this morning. Um, can't say enough about being able to work out, just being able to work out again oh. in and of itself is so nice. But the fact that we've got a shiny new toy in Method Power Gym opening up as our first gym to go back to, like, couldn't really ask for more, especially, I mean, we were in there today, other than the one other person. It was, it was basically our gym, which is like, that's a nice feeling to have. So I'm hoping that whole culture of not a lot of people in there at a time kind of continues on, but we'll see. A little bit of selfishness in the heart there, yeah, the big heart know, that you have. <laughs> yeah, we, I feel like I've earned it. You know, I've been on lockdown for however many months, not being able to work out. So I think, I think we're all owed a little bit of me time in the gym. <laughs> Big facts, big facts. Community, <laughs> community, if you remember, uh, Dr. Gavin Weir was on um, a couple episodes ago. He's talking about Method Power Gym opening up right next to his other physical therapist, uh, physical therapy side of Method Athletics. It is now open, and that is what Dean is referring to. And let me tell you, it is fun, and it's clean, and it's new. And I feel like I'm a complete weakling because coming out of quarantine, the weights actually feel way heavier than they do at a gym yeah. with broken plates. I can tell you that. That's, I, I will say like, that has been like the great equalizer coming out of quarantine is, you know, like I've told you, I've, I, I've had the ability to get in a few workouts here and there at another buddy's uh, workshop, but two workouts a week, three workouts a week with very limited, especially a limited accessory work. I think that's really the big thing is it's like, you can go in and do the big three and do 10 sets of the big three. But if you're not getting that like little work, outside of that, like your endurance with those is like way down. And it's, I've noticed it most in my squats, like <laughs> going in and being humbled by 225 on squats right now is like, that's a punch to the stomach and that's going to take some time to get over. But you know, it is what it is. I'm just happy we're able to work out in an actual gym again. Oh man, you ain't kidding me. Cause I haven't, unlike you, I wasn't even able to lift any weights. I don't, I don't, I don't own any, and let's just say after the first month, I was, you know, optimistically being like, oh, this won't be that long. You know me, I'm all yeah. positive, you know, <laughs> here we go. And then of course the second month came and next thing you know, it was like, you know, TRX pushups and sit-ups get old really quick inside the house. So like you said, uh, thank God that the gym gods are back open and uh, we can right. start lifting weights again, man. And it's like, whew, what a difference that makes too. Cause I remember the first day we went in and it's some deadlifts, man, like, Ooh, my eyes opened really wide on that one. <laughs> I, like, oh, I, I am still sh like, I, I deadlifted a couple times at my buddy's workshop, but I honestly, like the fact that I went in and was able to hit those, like, I don't first of all, let's talk about how I don't even know what I was thinking, even trying to go up to those weights. Like that was stupid in and of itself, but it was just like, I, and I knew it was going to happen. Like I had had this plan in my head, like, we're going to take it easy. We're not going to, we are not going to take and do too much day one but sure enough we get in there like hey let's 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 lift every plate in this place they're all brand new it's like well that's not gonna work out <laughs> but i mean i was like it was a good workout though man like the, just the energy because there was right. we had a lot of people in there that morning too which was really nice 
Yeah, I think that's the big thing too. And I, we talked about that on the other podcast with uh, Dr. Gavin. It's like, you got to have the people around you, bro. You got to have the training partners and the people pushing you and the people that are kind of on the same agenda. Now you can have a beautiful brand new gym with all brand new shiny plates with the great music and all that. But you know what? If the community isn't there and people are just there and talking on the phone or talking and like not giving a shit what they're doing, it doesn't matter what you have. You don't, doesn't matter the toys and shiny toys you have. You really got to, you got to have it all A to Z in order to go. And I just think I really do think the sky's the limit now with this gym and the way that we're training, because if there's just, there's so much availability to what we can do and how we can train and do just pushing each other, man, like it's going to be totally different for us. I just know it. I, I couldn't agree more. And it's, you know, it's funny, like you've got Mark Bell, who's got super training gym on Sacramento and he actually has a rule of no headphones in the gym. I've never been out there, but I've always been like, man, that's, what if I just want to go in and get a workout and like zone out? And it's like, I couldn't understand that. Like, not that I don't understand that mentality, but now getting into method, it's like, okay, now this makes sense because I have not once, I I don't even bring my headphones, but I don't even like, I have had zero desire to ever put them in. And I think that more than anything is like, is huge that the community is so, it's so much about the community that the desire to like zone out and kind of do your own thing just doesn't exist. Yeah. That's that. I mean, you're right. I haven't even brought my, I had my headphones on me today cause I was on a phone call, but like, how can you want to put your head? Like uh, today there was a, there was actually a gentleman there who had it on. I'm like, dude, if those aren't noise canceling, there's no way you can not hear what's going <laughs> on because that fucking gym, you and I have to like yell at oh, each yeah. other from six feet away. Yep. I mean, well, and that's, that's the whole thing. Praise Jesus for that because oh. like not only like I'm not gonna I because I don't know who listens to this podcast, I'm not gonna name any names as far as gyms in the area, but I can't listen to Tonic sing or Matchbox 20 anymore. And like so it's so nice and refreshing to have good music that's loud because Karen doesn't need to hear her soap opera like I love that. I mean, yeah, I think this is actually the very first gym um, that I've ever been in like that. Yeah. And I just think we're just, I, by, at this point, we are completely spoiled because oh, I, didn't know, I didn't know it was going to be like this. And this is not even, this is only the first week. I mean, right. think about what could happen when like you don't feel like being there type shit or you're trying to lift heavy type shit. Yeah. I mean, imagine what's going to happen when the people are in there. Like oh, you're yeah. not going to, you're not going to have, your bad days are going to be very good days. Well, and that's like the cool thing to like think about right now is like, I honestly believe there's a lot of people that will plan to work out there that are either A, working out somewhere else right now, or more than likely B, are still waiting because of the whole disease that must not be named thing. (laughs) Um, Because they're still a little bit worried about, you know, Mm -hmm. that being transmitted and stuff like that. And I like, for me, I, YOLO, you know, like, At this but point. I, I'd imagine there's a lot of people out there that are still kind of like, okay, I'm going to wait and see how this goes. But dude, when we do, like when we get a lot of people in there, like I can't, I can't wait. Like we've already got that car group of people that we know from the other gym that are there. But what's ironic is we haven't, other than that first day, I haven't seen any of them yet. Right. And it's, it's all hit or miss too, until the weekend's coming. I'm sure we're all going to go at the same time, but I mean, it's just a beautiful thing where we know that, anytime you go there 
you're going to have space to work yeah. out. And I think that's a very big thing. It's a very big deal too, because walking into a gym with a program or even just not even on a paper program, just this is what I want to do today. This is where I want to take my shots. You know, you and I, especially yourself, this is where I want to film. Yeah. Most of the time when you walk into a global gym, that's not happening, my guy. You got to yeah. shoot from the hip as much as you can and kind of box people out and get, get your machine that you want. I don't think you're ever going to have that problem in this gym. And I think I, it's like, yeah. like one to two to three, A to B to C, you're going to get in, you're going to get in. And then, you know, what's a really cool thing about that too. It just, it just sprung on me is like, you're going to be so much more efficient in your workout and your time yeah. is going to be cut down so much before you know it, you're going to be out of there and you'd be like, Holy shit. That was like record yeah. time. Well, it's because everyone knows what they're doing and you have enough room. Yeah. And I think that especially from like what you're talking about with the filming aspect, like not only is it like, I've got to, do I want to film this set knowing that there's going to be a million people walking in front of me, but then you also have the added, like, if I want to set up my camera kind of in an open area, I've got to worry about Joe Schmo that's not paying attention, knocking that over, doing damage to my camera. And then, you know, it being a situation where it's like, I'm really upset about this, but mm -hmm. at the end of the day, there's not anything I can really do about it because right. I can't ask Joe, somebody to pay for that because it's like, at the end of it, I mean, should I have my camera out in the middle of nowhere filming? Right. Probably not. But that's like you said, that's not going to be something that we're going to have to deal with at Method, which is really nice. Yeah, man. I, I, I love it, man. I love it. So for the community, um, I know they know that I know you in the community. If you don't know, I know, I know Dean pretty well. Have you been, what, a couple years now? We're friends, three, four years now or something like that? I think at least three now. I, I want to say at, at least, least three. Yeah. Yeah. So Dean and I know each other pretty well, pretty inside and out. A lot of bourbon drinking together. A lot of, a lot of cries, a lot of tears, all that good <laughs> shit that friends do. But hey, Dean, if you can do us a favor and just introduce yourself to the community and kind of like where you, how you came into uh, this journey and kind of into the fitness space, man. Well, as, as you said, my name is Dean. Um, I started lifting back in April of 2010. Um, at, this was, I was about 26, 27 year, years old at this point. Um, went through a nasty relationship thing, like that whole breakups made bodybuilders was rang true for me. Um, got, got a buddy that was, that I was working with at the time. Um, he could see that I was having a tough time with the whole relationship thing. Um, lost some weight, just was kind of in a bad place. And he's like, look, dude, he's like, I need you to come to the gym with me. We need to get you out of the house. We need to get you doing something. I agreed. And, you know, it was, it was funny because initially I was just kind of following this guy around the gym because I didn't, I hadn't worked out since sophomore year of high school. And even at that, it was just for gym class and it wasn't anything that I had taken seriously. And so I was kind of like his puppy dog, just following him around the gym and, you know, just following his lead, doing exactly what he did. And the ironic thing is three months after he got me into the gym, he moved back home to Iowa. This was when I was living in uh, Tucson. And so like three months in, I'm like, there was this moment where it's like, all right, do I keep doing this or do I just give up now that he's gone? And thankfully I kept to it at that time. Like YouTube was kind of on the come up, especially with the fitness side of things. There was a handful of channels out there that were putting out a lot of like, here's how you work out. Here's a, you know, a leg day, here's a chest day. And it was like, that stuff saved me. And that's what honestly kept me going because if that didn't exist and I had to like try and scour the internet for like some kind of programming that I couldn't visually see, 
I honestly don't know if I would have stuck with it. And so that was, obviously that was 10 years ago. Um, and you know, it's, it's been a great journey. Um, it's probably the one thing I can't, I can't think of another thing that I've committed to for longer in my life than lifting, you know, no sport, uh, no other hobby like this, this, this is the longest running hobby I've ever had. And I, you know, I, I, I call it a, a, ho a hobby loosely because I think it's, it's obviously a lifestyle at this point. Yeah, man, I couldn't agree with you more, man. I just think once it gets into your blood, man, and you really take off, it's like, you know how it is, man. Like some days you just have a bad day and you put everything down. You're like, I'm just going to go get a lift on, or I'm just going to go yep. do something outside. It's one of those things. Like, I wish more people understood that, you know, it's not here to hurt you and it shouldn't be like a burden, you know? And I think yeah. that's the problem with this space is that it like, everyone looks at it like a burden. It's either, it's, it's, it's either, or, you know, there's really no gray area with it. It's like, I'm either all in this thing or it's like, fuck, I have to go to the gym. It's like, no, dude, like we get to go to the gym. And I think that's yeah. the big turning point. And I think there's, I think part of the problem is there's also a, like the perceived meathead culture is kind of a turn off to people, right. but like, it, I feel like that's such an outdated, like viewpoint of the gym. Like there's so much, there's like, even, you know, the gym we used to go to, like there's so, the, the, the crowd is so diverse. Right. It's not like you've got your meatheads, but then you've got your soccer moms, you got your high school kids, you got your people that are in there for the first time. Like it's, it's not as exclusive of a club as it used to be maybe 20 years ago. And I think, but I think that's the problem too, is the people that don't go and haven't gone, don't have that information to know that it's not that. I mean, that's why you got planet fitness, like still pumping that lunk alarm, like whole, uh, you know, advertisement campaign, because they know that there's people out there that still believe in that mentality. Right. And they're like, okay, we can, you know, we're going to target those people because they're scared of the, the meatheads and we're going to give them a, a meathead free space. And I think that's, that's part of it too. And I think it just takes, I think it takes getting into the gym, obviously, and getting that experience to realize that like everybody is there to help everybody else. We all started from somewhere the meatheads weren't born with a six pack benching 315. They were once scrawny or overweight or whatever. So I think that's a huge, that's a great point and a huge point in this space. It's like, and if anyone's listening to this podcast and you don't like going to the gym and like exercise isn't your thing, but you just love listening to all this nutrition talk and fitness talk and lifestyle mindset talk, like listen to, you know, Dean's been doing for 10 years and that was a wonderful, beautiful point that he made. It's like, just go grab a friend, grab a loved one, whoever you have, just go. It doesn't have to be every day. It can be three days, two days a week for 30 minutes at a time. Go scout the place, scour the place. Nowadays, you can even go for like a week for free at most of these places or get like a, a free five-day pass yeah. just to make sure it's okay for you. But like, like you said, and it's 100% spot fucking on, Dude, when I started, are you kidding me? I was like 16 years old going to a gym. Of course, I didn't, I've been working out since I was 16. It's just when I first went, talk about intimidating, like this little scrawny fucking teenager, no muscle, trying to figure yeah. things out. And I think people just really need to, to get over that because it is a, it's like a melting pot in the gym, man. I'm like, oh, if, you don't go to a, if you don't go to like a CrossFit box or like a powerlifting gym per se, like it's a melting pot, man. And guess what? that any of those people in there don't give a fuck about what you're doing and how you right. trust me. And it's funny you say that. So, 
before I actually got back into the gym in 2010, there was a time, uh, I, I want to say it was around like 2005 or 2006 where I was like, you know what? I need to get healthy again. I'm going to start going to the gym. So I signed up a Gold's, uh, uh, there's a Gold's just down the street from my house, I signed up and like, obviously being a complete bro, I'm like, well, I'm going to do a chest workout to start, obviously, you know? So I walk into the gym and like, I'm, I'm pretty self-aware. So I'm like, you know what? I'm definitely not as strong as I was in high school when I could bench, uh, you know, cause I, I think I was able to like max out at like 225 in high school. So I'm like, I'm, I'm going to start at 135. <laughs> I put 135 on the bar, dude. I unrack that and the thing falls to my chest. Falls to my chest. And I am not kidding you when I literally start flailing. My legs are off the ground, shaking. And I finally get it up, rack it, and look around. You know how many people were looking at me? Zero. The one time you want someone looking at you. No, no oh, gosh. I was like, dude, I got up and I'm like this. I'm like, oh, jeez. But that's like, that's the thing, man. Like you mess up like that. Like even if uh, something so embarrassing as that, like I couldn't, like, I was like, oh my, I, I left, <laughs> I left and came back the next day, but nobody saw me. And like, I think that's, that's the biggest thing is like everybody, like, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but like everybody's so concerned with themselves in their gym and their own self-image that they don't even have the time to look at you and judge you for what you're doing because they're so consumed with trying to look better themselves that they don't have the time to like look at you and go, oh look at this new guy over here you know what I mean yeah and if like <laughs> and it's on the other side of that coin it's like if you do feel people doing that or and like let's just let's just hypothetically say they're looking at you and pointing at you and they're all <laughs> laughing or talking about you right like you got to have the mindset like hey go fuck off. I'm here because I need to lose weight or gain muscle. One or the other. And you got to be confident, man. One foot in yeah. front of the other. We've all been there before. I mean, we still kind of embarrass ourselves to these, this day, but it's like, if oh, you yeah. don't consistently go, you're just never going to get that strength behind you. And once you do use it to your advantage, man, like we always say here on the podcast, like once that snowball starts rolling down that hill, man, you got to run with that momentum because at the end of that, you've no idea what that journey is going to take you. And at the very end, we really don't know what's going to happen. And I think just get the momentum started and then Day by day, you know, week by week, add a little bit in, just like a progressive program. And next thing you know, you can't live without that motherfucker. And I think well, that's a huge thing. On the flip side of that, think about what would happen to you. Like using that analogy, you've got this giant snowball that you've started and it's rolling downhill. And you're like, I, I'm, I'm not feeling too sure about it. And you decide to turn around and try and stop that thing. <laughs> what happens to you when you turn around and try and snap, stop that snowball? Like, yeah, you're getting flattened on the ground. That thing's rolling over you. And then what? Like now you don't have your snowball anymore and you still got to get your ass back up and still get down the mountain. It's like, just like, once you start building that momentum, like just trust that it's going to take you where you need to go. And don't worry about like, if it's moving too fast or anything like that. And I think that's, I think people tend to get ahead of themselves uh, in a lot of ways in that regard. And I think if you just slow your mind down enough to trust the pace and trust the process, you're going to get where you need to go. And you're going to realize halfway down that you're having a lot of fun doing it. Yeah, man, you got a, that journey, brother. It's what it's all about. It really is. It's not the yeah. beginning and it's not the end. It's everything in the middle. 
And um, that's the one thing that we don't preach enough is because people set these goals and they look at these things, they look at the end right away and they focus yes. so much on, they look at the, they're at the base of the mountain. They're like, I'm going to get there. Dude, there's a lot of feet between the base and the top of that tip. And I think that's a, it's a great point you made is you got to understand that this thing called momentum is a very beautiful thing. You shouldn't try to stop it. And I think through everything that you've done, fast forwarding now into your videography, photography business now, I mean, think about that really quick, man. You and I have talked years ago about staying in your fucking lane and never looking the side to side or behind you because next thing you know, you're tripped up. And next thing you know, next thing you know, you're in last place. And I think that's a big thing. I think you've really dug yourself in and stuck to your roots on that. I know it takes a lot. And you and I talk about how much strength it actually takes not to get caught up in this fucked up world of, you know, social media and things and where, where I think quote unquote, I need to be, but I think you've really, you've really dug in well and you've really, you know, I'm proud of you, man. I really am proud of you because, because you've come so far. I mean, three years, you think about it. Three years. Oh, You've gosh. really only been serious for like <laughs> two full years. I haven't uh, even, I mean, I've been seriously considering making content, but like, and that's another story in of itself because I started with my iPhone, dude. Like for a year and a half, I was just using my phone and I, was my content great? No, but like it, it's, a, it's about that, those action steps that prepare you for the next level. And I think that's like, and that's part of staying in your lane too. Like it's easy. And I know this is something you talk about a lot because in the keeping up with the Joneses idea, it like, if you're in your lane and you got blinders on when you're, when you're considering your pace, all it is, is like, how tired am I? How much energy do I have? Mm. And then you adjust your pace according to how you're feeling. But the second you take those blinders off, and you want to look at the person on your left, the person on your right, all of a sudden it's like, okay, you, you get this idea in, their, in your head that because they're doing the same thing, they're in your lane. And then it becomes a race because it's like, okay, well, they're doing the same thing. You know, me and him bought our cameras at the same time. He's making better content than me. Like, and then you start to rush the process because you feel like you've got to catch up with that other person. And that's where like, you start getting ahead of yourself with your pace and you're looking up and to the distance at where they're at and focusing on them. All of a sudden you're not even worried about your footwork and then you're tripped up and you're on the ground. And now you've just lost a bunch of time because you tried to get ahead of yourself because you were too concerned with what, you know, the Joneses were doing. And now all of a sudden, like you've got to like, you know, rebuild almost in a sense. And that's where I think, putting those blinders on and realizing that as long as you're in the, your lane, you set the pace with how fast things move. And that's the only, like, that's, I mean, that's the story of the tortoise and the hare. Like right. the tortoise wasn't concerned with how fast the hare was running because he knew if he tried to, he knew like he was self-aware enough to know that he can't even catch up to the, to the hare. But if he tried, he was going to burn out. And that's where I think it's, it requires a lot of patience and a lot of self-confidence to trust that you are working at the pace that makes sense for you. But if you can do that, like sky's the limit because when you're, when you're in that groove and you're in that, like you can go as far as you want. Yeah. And I do think that's, excuse me. The beauty of that is speaking to blinders. It's like people, like if you ever watched a, 
a horse race, like there's a reason why they put those black blinders or those colored, colored of the jockey blinders on a horse. It's so that they, they can feel what's next to them, but they can't physically look and turn their heads to each side of them. And that's a huge thing. That means they're focused on their lane and they can only see what they see. They're so big of blinders, unless someone's in front of them directly, they can never even see it. So that's a lesson in itself. And I also do think it's, if you stay in your lane and you're true to what you've done, and I found, I fell mad into this hole of like when I used to do CrossFit, it was like I saw everybody else doing things and I wanted to do that. I didn't have the capacity, the capability, the ability, the athleticism to do it. But yeah. I was so involved in everything else. I was infatuated with the sport at the time. It's one of those things like I just, I'm going to do it. I'm going to train like the, the top guy, the, the, the number one fittest athlete in the world. Okay. Number one, bad mistake because you can't pick up a camera and be the number one photographer in the world the first day. Like these things have to come, but you have to trust it. And if you trust it and you stay true to yourself, you actually are moving faster than if you would just look around like those, actually the slower you go, the faster you go. And I think that's a huge thing going out there. Yeah. Well, think about it. Like, so, you know, they, they, they've got that 10,000 hour rule that it takes 10,000 hours for you to like master a given craft. A normal nine to five work week, 52 weeks out of the year is 2,080 hours a year. So that means it takes five years of a nine to five to get yourself to a place where you've mastered something. And I can tell you right now, because I don't do it full time yet, I can't film with a camera for eight hours a day. I'm lucky if I get two most days. So now you take that and split it in to fifths, if I get too concerned with my pace, knowing that at two hours a day right now, it's going to take me 25 years to become a master. Like that puts things in a different perspective. Now, obviously, like if you have talent for it, you can maybe learn things quicker and stuff like that. Like, I don't think the 10,000 is a hard and fast rule, but it is a mentality that you don't get there day one. Like there's, there's steps through the process and you've got to be willing to take each one of those steps. Yeah. And just staying true to yourself throughout the whole thing. Right. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it could be, you know, it's, it's very easy to get caught up in in the, uh, the comparison game, but that's also the quickest way to just unhappiness. Like Ah. if you're comparing yourself to everybody else, like you're never going to appreciate where you're at. And like one of the conversations we've had all the time is that like, the journey is all you have because if you're doing things right, like just look at, you know, a couple of years ago, you and I wanted to start a gym together. Right. And when you look at us now, two years later, like things are vastly different for both of us. And if you had like, if we had both stuck rigidly to that goal of the, just opening a gym, because that's what we wanted at the time, maybe we have a gym right now, but maybe we don't, but I'll tell you what we don't have you're not doing what you're doing right now. And I'm not doing what I'm doing because I didn't give myself the space and the flexibility to let my maturity and my goals shift as I changed as a person. And that's why the journey is so important because if you're doing it right, your goals today like are, are going to be different. They're going to be different a year from now. And if when those goals shift, what you're doing is going to shift. So that means you're really not ever actually getting to the finish line. And so if you're so focused on the finish line and now we know that you're never actually going to reach that finish line, 
if you're not finding fulfillment in, in the process, like you're, you're going to be unhappy because you're so focused. You can't focus on what's important in the moment. That's fucking awesome. And again, the podcast right there, that's it guys. <laughs> we can go home on that <laughs> mic drop. That's it. I also think that's one of those things like, <clears throat> I know you and I have talked, we, we talk about it. Community, we, we've talked about everything A to Z a hundred times over, you know, so you know, you know how that goes, Yeah. but it's good to have different perspectives on life, man. And I think that's really it. It's like this thing called life. It really doesn't have a ceiling to it unless you want to put it on. And if you want to yeah. put a ceiling on it, that's fine. If you, like you just said, if you want to do the nine to five, God fucking bless you, man. We're not talking shit about that. We're God knows saying, we need those people. Like, don't we get do, me wrong. Yeah, like, yeah, man. We can't have, everybody in the world can't be an entrepreneur. Right. Because we need somebody that's going to, you know, load the groceries into the freezer at the Jewel. Like if there's nobody doing that, like we've got problems. So like the nine Fact. to five is respectable and you have to have those people. It's just a matter of whether or not you can be happy doing that. Right. And I think it's a big thing too, to trust that journey in the middle, because, you know, we go to school for X amount of time. And then if you go to college, that's a little bit more time. Or if you go to become a doctor, get your master's, that's a little bit more time, but time you yeah. understand what's going on. You may be close to 30 years old before you're done with school. Now, some people, some people may say that's okay. And that's great for me personally. No, that's just wasn't my thing. I never went to college, whatever. But then yeah. there's that thing in the middle where do you want to get a job, do what you want to do and love what you want to do? Go for it. But there's that thing in the middle where it's like, do I want to spend the next 40 years doing this one thing, nine yeah. to five, do whatever I have to do on the weekends, birthday parties, parties, whatever, hangouts, whatever, traveling. And then by the time you know it, you're either A, have to come up with, I don't have enough money, so I'm not retiring in 40 years and work a little bit longer. Yeah. Or when you do retire, you don't know what the shit you're going to do at that time. And guess what? That time is very small at that point. If you're yeah. healthy, it may be a little longer. But most of the time, if you grind your knuckles to the fucking bone for the last 40 to 50 fucking more than that 60 years, yeah. there's not a whole lot of time left to enjoy and be young and fruitful and do the things you want to do. And I think that time in the middle, once you take a step back and say, this is what's important to me and it's fucking happiness. Yeah. And I think that's a big part in the journey. And I think when people understand, and don't get me wrong, you can have a wonderful happiness life working a regular, a, a normal job. That's great. Yeah. We're not talking about that. We're talking about that happiness part. And that goes, I, I may talk about that because if you're not happy with that regular job, then something needs to change. You got to pivot. Oh yeah. That's actually, that's absolutely. So there, there was a time in my life when I was like, I, I was struggling to find work in my early twenties. Um, I never was, and it wasn't that I was getting fired from jobs, but getting laid off, you know, things like that, like holding a job for more than a year or two was a struggle for me. And it was at that time that I said, my top priority right now is to find stability in, to find professional stability. And so that's when I like started really looking for that. And that's where like unions came into play. And that's how I got into the steel mill. And I was, I was happy. I was very content with that job when I first got there. But then as time went on and I matured and I kind of took a look at what I really want to do in life, I'm like, you know what? Like this job isn't, as I step back and look at it, this job isn't, is no longer as fulfilling to me as it was a couple years ago. So now I've got to figure out what that next step is. But the problem is, and this is where a lot of people get hung up, is they start to resent where they're at because what they want has now changed and they're not already in that place. And it's like when you've got to like, you've got to 
be okay with transitional periods. And like, for me, that's where I'm at right now. Like I'm trying to build this videography stuff and you know, I've, I've had some work here and there. It's, it's pretty light at the moment, so I can't leave my job, but that's okay because I know that I'm transitioning right now. So it's, it's one of those things like, here's the money I make from work. Here's the money I make from videography. And over time, it's going to go like this and it's going to go like this. And then there's going to come a point like right here, probably where videography is just a little bit less than what I was making at work that I can finally ask my, myself the question, okay, mm-hmm. I can pay my bills now. I'm not going to have a lot of auxiliary income to do trips, to do that kind of, you know, to buy myself new clothes, new shoes. Am I okay with sacrificing those things for another six months to a year in order to leave the, my steel mill job and 100% dedicate to the videography? And that is, those are, you've got to get yourself to that point first where you can ask that question and answer it honestly, and then answer it honestly, because you might say, like, you might get in this headspace where I just, microphone, uh, where you uh, say to yourself, I just want out of this job. And then you jump ship too early. And because you jump ship too early, now you're starting to resent the new job because you're like, well, I thought I was going to make more money. And, you know, I didn't like, you know, I told myself that I was okay with giving up those things, but I actually wasn't. Right. And that's where self-awareness has to be like paramount in those situations. Because if, if you're not like, if it's not making you the money that you're making in your other job, like things are going to have to change or you're going to be mad. And I think that's where people get hung up is they, they get, and, and that goes back to the pace in like staying in your lane and understanding those dynamics that I think people get, get hung up in those places very often. And I love that you said that because I think the, I think the change is inevitable if you want something to be, if you want change, it's, it's almost inevitable if you're at something for such a long period of time. And over time, if you just want a little bit something more, I think it's, I think there's a pivotal point where you know, you have to start focusing on change. And I think it's almost always going to happen. And I think when it does, you have to immediately, like if anyone's listening to this and you've always had that, you know, quote unquote hobby that you wish you could do full time. There's no reason why you can't. There really isn't a reason why you can't, but, but you really have to ask yourself the tough fucking questions. Really? Do I want to do it? When can I do it? You know, like you just said, like, is it going to be that six to one month time period where it's like, you have to live way underneath your means, but while you're living underneath your means, it gives you the time to dedicate yourself to your craft. And I think that's a big thing. Like if you want something in this life, don't follow the Joneses. Like you said earlier, like don't keep going out on the weekends and blowing $300 on Friday, you know, over the course of the weekend, that shit adds up quick. That's the fastest way to get into that rabbit hole of what the fuck am I doing? Or I just, I'm not where I'm at in life because I'm not focused. I think that's a big thing too. And I know, I know you've dug deep and I know you've always talked about leaving the mill. And community, you probably don't know what Dean does. He'll explain that in a second. But you've always, <laughs> you've always tried to put, and it's the first time I actually heard you this month say a timeline on when you would like to leave. I know, I know and this I, dumb that thing timeline, out there. That timeline is to do just what I was talking about. Okay. To ask myself the question, am I prepared to leave in this moment? And that's, uh, I'll let you finish, but yeah. Yeah, no, go ahead, man. Go ahead. Um, and, and timelines have to be like, when you set a timeline for something, that's like, it's, it's a very slippery slope. 
Right. Because oh, yeah. when you don't set a timeline, you're here and now you've got all this space on the other side of your starting point. Whereas when you say, okay, I want to do this in a year. And what you start to do is like, okay, this is, I have to, I've set this goal. I have to leave my job in a year. And so like most people, like even I'll admit, this is how I tend to operate. You, when you're right here, you're like, I've got plenty of time. Ha. So first couple weeks, two, three, four weeks, you're like, maybe you get something done towards it, but then you're like, you know, I've got plenty of time. Month two rolls around, you do a little bit more, but you're still, I've got plenty of time. And then you get to this point where you're like six months in, you're like, Ooh, mm. if I actually want to make this happen in six months, I need to really start grinding. And then you start to stress out because like, now I've wasted six months. Like, man, I wish I had that six months back. And so then what happens is now you've got this sense of urgency and that kind of puts you into this flight or flight mode where you're so like adrenaline's rushing, like, and you're not really thinking logically. So you start to just act and react as opposed to like plan and act. And I think that's where it, it gets difficult when you set a, a definitive timeline. So one thing that I've done is, so the, the goal that I have for leaving the mill was, this is how I had this conversation with myself. Like, I want to, I know I want to leave my job to do videography full time. I would like to make that happen as quickly as possible. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to spend the next, you know, and this, this is a conversation I had with myself right around the beginning of the year. I'm going to spend the next year putting whatever effort I can towards making that happen. And then in December of 2020, I'll essentially sit down with myself again and say, all right, where are we at? Are we prepared to leave this job? And that's what you have to do because that still leaves you the flexibility right. to stay in that job without the negative side of, I missed this goal. Because the only goal was setting another timeline for another conversation with yourself about the next step. And that's like, and that kind of goes back to what you were saying of starting at the base and trying to get to the summit. Like there's going to be pit stops as you're tra traversing up that mountain and the pit stops aren't the end and the pit stops is where you take a break where you assess where you're at you assess what you're doing and then you figure out your best next steps to get to that next uh, that next marker yeah i think it's a good point too because life happens right life fucking right. happens and you don't well, dude, know if <laughs> fuck, we're, dude, in you don't we're in the middle of a pandemic like I would like, I'll, I'll be, I felt like I was really building momentum in February me, and March. Like I was like, dude, I might, who knows? I might be able to make this happen quicker than December. hundred percent. And me then too. boom, March, everything shut down. Nobody can do anything. And then it's like, well, and that's, that's the other thing too. And this is, I think this is important right now, especially as we get back into the swing of things, because I guarantee there's people out there that are regretting the last two months because you can't. they had all this time and they didn't do anything with it. It's okay. And that's, and that's the thing is it's like, you can't look back and worry about it. If you didn't take advantage of it, that sucks, but that's life. We all have done it. You just gotta have, you gotta have amnesia about the last two months and then just right. go back to the grind and, you know, figure it out as you go forward. You have to, man, you can't let that shit dwell on you because all that's going to do is hurt you tomorrow and hurt your yep. today. And you cannot do that. Just like if you have a bad day, 
a bad day, I don't know, let's just say a bad day, you can't go into tomorrow with that same lingering bad day over you like a cloud. You yeah. can't do it. Like you got to keep pushing forward. And like those pit stops on the way up to the summit, like, man, life happens, bro. And if, like you just said, it's okay if you guys sat around for the past 10 weeks, it's fine. Cause there really wasn't a whole lot of shit you could have done anyway. Yeah. There's not a whole lot, you know, unless you had a full size gym or, you know, you, you gave yourself a goal that, you know, if you gave yourself a goal and you just blew it off in the first couple of weeks, whatever. Okay. That shit happens as well. But like, it was a very hard time. No one really knew what was going on. No one really wanted to leave the house. It's okay. Quarantine, the definition of quarantine, <laughs> right? Okay. Right. We couldn't get our ex, like walking around the block was like the, the awesome part of the day. You know oh, what I'm man. saying? Like, you yeah. know, and half that, half that first month, it rained the entire fucking first month in the Midwest. So dude, it was like, think about if that had started in December. Sh shut up, dude. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> no. Just think about that. Like, thankfully we got it at the, at the tail end of a very mild winter, like to where we could go out and go for a walk. 15, negative 15 degrees, middle of January, and we're stuck in the house. You're not going anywhere at that time. So like, that's or like and, in November, like, oh, imagine. Man. <laughs> yeah, like, no, like, you, dude, it would have been, it would have been really interesting to see what it, that had happened if it had started a month or two earlier. Dude, 100%. But, and I think the thing that you're saying about goals is like, my question to you is, and the way I want to put this is I had it in my head before I got sidetracked, but things that we do for goals, and I, I understand what you're saying about don't definitively say in 12 months, I'm going to X, Y, Z and yes. tell yourself day in and day out, 12 months, 12 months, 12 fucking months. I'm going to do it no matter what. I don't care what anybody says. I'm going to do it. I don't think that's the right way to shoot for it. But if you're a little open-minded about things and let's just, you can almost put any goal in what I'm about to say. My goal yeah. is X, Y, Z. Just, let's just say you set it for 90 days. Okay. Here's what you're going to learn. Either life happens and you have to kind of pivot and figure that out in the 90 days, or it didn't happen in 90 days, but at least you're learning fucking something that yeah. that didn't work in that time. Take a second. Don't get stressed out about it. Cause you didn't fail. Number one, you did not fail. You're learning. Yeah. So if you put, I'm going to lose a hundred pounds in six months. Okay. That's a huge, crazy goal, right? hundred pounds, six months, yeah. halfway <laughs> through you've lost 10. Okay. It's time to reevaluate. Where did I yeah. go wrong? Maybe my goal was too lofty or maybe my goal was time. And I think that's the one thing too, yeah. is I hate when I think you're 100% right on just giving that hardcore, hard ending goal because what happens after that? You know, like, let's just say you don't have a plan B. Like, what do you do after that? So I do think it's very, do you feel like it's very productive just to even focus a small goal on something, see how it works out, but have, be, have the open-mindedness to understand why it didn't work and learn from it? I, I think that's, when it comes to that stuff, I think that's the most important aspect of it, really. Because, like, let's go back to... Um, what I was trying to do the contest prep, mm. I could, I could have come up with a hundred excuses for why I think that failed. But you want to know why that failed? Because I gave up on it. Mm. And that's what people aren't willing. And that's where you've really got to. And this is where I'm saying like self was that like two Was that so, like two years ago? Tell us yeah, story like, a, like two years ago, we worked together or something like, yeah, because yeah, yeah, right. It was at the start of your, so when Anthony started his nutrition coaching, 
Um, he needed a couple guinea pigs, so I helped him out with that process to get his certification. And it just so happened that like, it's funny, and this is like, I, this is a sidetrack, but it's funny how goals change. So at that time, like bodybuilding was my thing. Like I wanted to stick to bodybuilding. I wanted to be like, I wanted to be that like fitness personality. And so I, I felt like the next step is I've got to get into the competition circuit. And so we, tr we started, you know, working on a program to work me towards this goal. I had signed up. I had even, I dropped $250 on a registration for that thing. But what happened is, so we're going through the process and first things first, the one thing that you were always on me about that never worked out was how much sleep I got. Because one thing to know about me is I don't like, uh, I'm a night owl. I have quarantine is the last, like, this is what's allowed me to get eight hours of sleep. I have never gotten eight hours of sleep for the last six years of my life other than days off. So four hours of sleep was like my average. And like, I would get texts from Anthony every day. How, how many hours did you sleep last night? <laughs> and I'm going to, I, Full transparency, I'm gonna be honest, I lied to you half the time. <laughs> because half the time it was like, well, it was like four hours and 15 minutes, but we're gonna round up to five hours. I had Dean tracking all this stuff, but the it's funny you say that because dude, when you took your progress pictures like every two weeks, man, Dude, you're so fucking tired in your progress. Oh, God. Picks. God well, I was so like, I'm taking them at four in the morning after like three hours of sleep. It's like, but so here's the thing. And this is, and this is what I'm talking about. You constantly throughout that process, dude, I need you to get at least six hours of sleep. I need you to get six hours of sleep. I need you to get six hours of sleep. Minimum. I, and there was times when I did, but ultimately what was happening is I was just subconsciously saying to myself, it's 10 o'clock. I don't feel like going to bed. I know that right now I have to go to, I have to get in bed this second and fall asleep within the next 60 seconds to get six hours of sleep. I know that's not going to get, that's not going to happen. So it is what it is. And that's where I'm saying like self-awareness is so important because at the end of the day, I did not do the things that I needed to do to ensure that I was going to be successful in that contest prep. And that's where like, and, and this is where goal setting and being flexible with stuff like that is so important because I'll be honest, like on the, on the, on the tail end of that, when like, after you called me and you're like, Hey dude, like where it's, it's just not happening. We've got it. We got to pull the plug on this. Initially I was like, cool. And I was relieved because it's like, cool. I got two vacations coming up. I'm getting drunk. I'm eating it, whatever I want. But, and I went on those vacations. I had fun, but on the, on the backside of that, it's like, I really, uh, I, I kind of messed this up. I had an opportunity and I didn't take it, but it's when we start to project those, those internal things that were the causes onto other situations and external things, that's when we start to get better. We start to believe the world is against us. And that's just simply not true. It's I quit. I quit on the process and you know what? That's fine because what happened during that, during that phase of us doing that, that's when I really started to fall in love with photography and videography and like creating content. And that started to become, cause a lot of what was happening is I was coming home to like from the gym to edit videos. And it's like, I do that. And you know, it took me a while. So it's like, I'm not getting a post up till like eight thirty nine o'clock. Then I got to eat dinner and it's like, well, I want to chill for a little bit before I go right. to bed. So it's like it, it, be, and this is where I think it's important. Be aware 
of shifts in your priorities because chances are it's that that's determining your success or failure with your current goals mm -hmm. because that's that's essentially what it was for me like i just started to get to a place where creating content was more important to me than being a bodybuilder and my actions fell in line with that i was spending more time creating content than you know meal prepping getting enough sleep drinking enough water doing all those things and that's fine as long as i recognize that that's what's happening and as long as i'm okay with that but the problem is there would be a lot of people that would get into that same situation as me and they'd be like oh, i can't believe i'm such a failure you know i was going to do this contest and then i didn't and you know yada 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 you know this i always do this and they fall into that trap and that mindset and that's where things get bad and that's where i and that's going back to like the whole like goal setting and like being flexible with you know how you set them is just as as important as how you plan to get there because if you're allowing like like i'm doing like it would be easy for me to in december of this year and let's say I have to answer that question with, look, I got to, I got to stay at the mill for a little bit longer. It would be easy for me to be like, man, like, this is, you know, this is how it goes. Like I set these goals and I don't reach them. And, you know, it's just, you know, I'm a failure. I'm a procrastinator. That's why I didn't get as far as long as I needed to. And like, once you get into that negative self-talk, like getting out of that is difficult. Ooh, and that's yeah. where, if you can have that flexibility that the goal isn't as important or I shouldn't say it isn't as important, but there's flexibility within the goal. You, when you get to that place where you have that conversation, it's now not, did I reach it or did I fail, but am I ready or do I need more time? And I think that's, that's huge. Yeah, dude. I think, do you feel like you kind of fell into like the all or nothing as well? Like, like, yeah, ah, fuck it. If I can't get, if I can't get six hours, fuck it. I'm just going to watch three more episodes of Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I did. I did that. I couldn't tell you how many. I like that's still. My, that's honestly still my biggest struggle to this day. Like, I like I've shared with you many times. Like, I feel most creative late at night. So it's like, if I haven't, you know, let's say it's like 10:30, and I'm kind of winding down. Like, you know what? Like, kind of bored with this show. I think I probably should just go to bed. But then I start thinking like, oh, you know, I haven't, I haven't posted on Instagram or I haven't posted a YouTube video. And then I start thinking of an idea and I actually like the idea. I'll start working on it at 1030 at night rather than just writing it down and getting to it the next day after work. And then it's like, I can't, I can't tell you the amount of times it's like, okay, well, I got, I got started on this. It's 12 o'clock. It's, you know, I'm not going to get much sleep anyway. So I'll work on it for another hour or two. And then I'm tired going to the work the next day, tired and not performing well in the gym the following day. And then what do I do the following day? Oh, well, I didn't get much sleep last night. Tomorrow's my last day at work. So if I stay up late tonight, what does it matter? It doesn't matter. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, like we get it. We, we continually, to, like we gradually justify more and more mm. as we continue to take those steps towards justification. And that's like, that's like the scary part because once you start to justify one thing, it becomes easier to justify that next thing and that next little notch and that next one. So it's like the, the whole, you know, frog in the boiling water, you put them in hot water, he's going to jump right out. But if you turn the heat up gradually, it stays in there and that's right. what you do to yourself. And that's why I think so many people end up unhappy is because they make, they don't, nobody's making big compromises in their life. Nobody's saying I am no longer interested in pursuing my passions. 
what happens is, okay, this is what I want to do. I'm right here right now, but I really want to go on this trip to Tahiti. So instead of putting this two grand towards, you know, like for somebody like me, who's trying to do like video stuff, like I'm going to, I need a new camera. Let me, let me use this two grand to buy a new camera instead. And you go on that trip to Tahiti. That's your first compromise. And then it gets like, the next thing comes up. It's like, well, you know, I really enjoyed that trip to Tahiti. And as much as I want to do this, like I'm having more fun, just do it. And then you make that next compromise. And then it's like, you've now wasted 10 years of going to Tahiti. And then you're like, man, I never, you know, I never fulfilled that, that goal. And it's like, it's not like it isn't a one time, like it isn't a one. And it's that all, like you're saying all or nothing. It's not this, you're sitting down and deciding today, yes or no, am I doing this? It's like, am I going to take the next step towards doing this? And the beauty of being in that mentality is that if you, if you're here and you go to take this step and you miss, you haven't really fallen down. And so it's like, it's easy to just take that, that step back to the starting line and say, okay, I I missed this first, but I didn't miss that much by that much. So let me, let me, let me take another shot at it. Whereas if it is all or nothing and it's like, I'm here, goal is over here. If I can do this in one leap, cool. If not, screw it. And that's like, that's, you're, you're never going to do it that way. Yeah, man. You know, we're like, don't, like I say it all the time, we're the only species in the world that can make up a billion and one excuses, you know, like we're the, we can only think in multi-directional. We're the only ones that can do it, you know, and sometimes we have to pull out those animalistic instincts. Like, listen, a zebra, a gazelle, a fucking lion, they all know what to do when they wake up. And when they go to bed, they recharge and they wake up They're They have one fucking job, literally, unless you got baby, unless the mama's got cubs, you got another job, but in they know we got to hunt, they got to eat and that is it. And they got to sleep. They don't waver. They don't go, you know what, today, I'm just not going to go hunt. I'm not going to do it. Well, you know, we- to take that the step further, what does the lion do if he misses the first zebra? Right. Does he, does he soak back to his lines then? Like, yeah. well, I Throws missed, in the I missed, like, I missed that goal. Before. I guess I'm not eating. It's like, no, I like he that. sets up, he sets up the pounce on the next one. Like you can't right. like, you, he's still got to eat, <laughs> you know, he's got to feed the family. Like it, it's not like, and that's, that would be like in the animal world, that would be the all or nothing. It's like, well, if I, if I get a zebra today, cool, we eat. If not, I've got to wait till tomorrow. It's like, no, you just go out, you keep, you keep getting back up and going after. You got to, you got to keep being hungry, man. That's the big thing. And, and I think a big precursor to it is all like, like you were saying, like, I think a precursor to it is like knowing that when you have a project in mind and you start working at it, I think that's a huge precursor. I'll say three times in a row to knowing exactly what you want to do with your life. Now that is not the same as, well, you know what, you know, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to watch more Netflix at 1030 at night. And like, listen, you can't have a full-time job watching Netflix. Trust me, there'd be a lot of people staying at home if you could. Right. But if, you, if you're listening to this podcast, listen, if you have that one thing and you can't stop thinking about it and it's not your job and you still classify it or your mother or your loved one or your brother, sister, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, whoever the fuck it is, calls it a hobby and you know it's more, A, tell them the fuck off, period. I don't care if it's your mom. It doesn't matter. Tell her fuck off. Um, if it's your girlfriend, boyfriend, same thing. But if it's something that keeps you up at night and you want to continuously work on it, run with that motherfucker because that's the thing that makes you happy in life more than anything. That's a telltale sign that you found what you did. And I do believe 100% you found what you fucking did, dude. You did. Well, and that's, and there's also another part to that. It's like, let's say it's, you know, 
let's say it's something that you even view as a hobby and you only view it as a hobby because you don't know how to monetize it into something you can do professionally. Hmm. Go talk to somebody smarter than you that's in business. Ask them, hey, I love doing this. I'm super passionate about this. Is this something I can monetize and do it professionally? And how do I do it? Because there's a ton of like, there's, uh, I mean, there's so many people out there that's, that's how they become an entrepreneur. They took something they enjoyed and they learned how to make, to do it in a way that other people would hire them for that. I mean, there's, there's people out there that there's professional cuddlers and huggers. Like I don't care what you're doing. If you can monetize hugging, you can monetize anything. And that's like, and that's where I, I, I think, especially what you're saying about the word hobby, like it almost, there's almost a negative connotation with that word in the sense that it's like, it's silly. It's, it's, it's fun. It's not like, there's nothing that can be serious if it's, right. if it's labeled as a hobby. That word has totally changed today. I yeah. mean, cause there's so much more on the back end of that now. And back in the day, a hobby was, I came home and I worked on, you know, some kind of arts and crafts or I worked on my, my train. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Guess what? you can film yourself working on the train today and make a ton of money. You oh, know gosh. what I'm, you know, yeah. like think about, think about those kids that make fucking, um, the, the gel. What the fuck is that? Uh, there's kids oh, that are making the, slime. Yeah, the, there's yeah. kids making, there's kids making six figures on YouTube from slime. They're not even <laughs> fucking 17 yet. And their parents have yep. to hold all their money in an account. Yeah. You got the soccer mom at home. Who's got an iPhone set up and she does cooking, cooking demonstrations on her soup that she makes. Yep. You know, like, well, like I told you the other day, there's the guy that does the mouse traps, and he's got millions of followers. Like, it's, it doesn't crazy. matter. I think we need to start looking at these so-called, you know, hobbies as can I do something with it? And if you if you're so passionate about it and you love it so much, I think you should take a stab in the dark. I think you should just try. And guess what? Try it for six months. Talk to someone and see what you can hammer it. Make a video a day or a, a video once a week video. So that's four videos a month for six months, see what happens. Yeah, I would caveat that with one thing and one thing only, and that is, are you happy with the way your life is in the moment? Hmm. If you're happy in your nine to five because it provides you enough enough disposable income to spend on your hobby and you're cool with that, keep running with that, keep it as a hobby. Because like, there's so many people like, there's so many people I've known through throughout my life that like are good with computers, good at building computers, but they hate, like they like doing it as a hobby because it's fun for them and there's not a lot riding on it. But the second it becomes a professional thing that the dynamic changes and that's like, and that's where self-aware, like I keep saying self-awareness, but that's why it's so important because it's Very. like, there could be, you know, I could even end up in that boat where it's like, you know, for the most part, like from the the guidelines that people use to classify things as a hobby the videography thing has been a hobby for me for a while like i was just doing it because it was fun and i enjoyed it it's only in you know the last six months that i've actually started to get paid clients and it may be that as i get closer to it i'm like you know what like i got all these people they're asking for these jobs i'm doing the jobs they don't like what i'm doing and they're they keep asking for me to like you know, they want to do it different and this or that. And like all those added dynamics of making a business, I may end up saying, screw it. I don't want to do that anymore. But that's where you've got to be able to be honest with yourself with those things. And that's, you know, I think that's the biggest part is people get too tied up in thinking this is what they want, but not knowing if it actually is. 
I think, dude, that's 100% because it, it happened, you know, when I was, uh, when I went into my, my, um, my cooking profession, when I was a chef for a long, a long time, uh, I ended up hitting it so hard, loving it so much. And I was doing, I was doing everything, but you know what, what comes with that was I had to cook every single time I was at a family gathering. Every single time I was on vacation, I went shopping and cooked for everybody. I grilled summertime cookouts. I did it. Menus yep. to do for Easter holiday stuff. I was on every single holiday. I walk in saying, I'm not cooking nothing. I get roped into the kitchen. Eventually over time, I fell out of love with my quote unquote hobby because I hammered it too hard. But you know what? Isn't that a telltale sign that that wasn't for me? Because yep. no matter how much you love something, there's going to come that time where it's like, damn it. I have all this stuff rolling. I just need to take a break. That's the difference right there. I need to take a break because you're working too hard or it's too heavy right now. Then fuck this. I don't want to do it anymore. Well, and I think you have to understand yeah. that and that's self-awareness as well. Right. And there's something else to that too, is like, we also think that if we love something, it doesn't have to require work. And that ah. I think is even bigger because it's like, you hear this, like I, I, and I made a post about this a while back where it's like, you know, if you, if you love what you do, you never work a day work in your day life. Your life right? It's like, no, because first of all, that completely dismisses my passion for what I'm doing mm. because it's saying that, oh, you're only doing that because you're passionate. No, this requires work. This is hard. This is tough. And that completely negates all of that. But at the same time, like, I don't care what your hobby is. And if it's just a hobby or if you're doing it professionally, you're going to have bad days. And if you go into it with the mentality that thinking, because I love this, I'm never going to have a bad day. Mm. How do you react when you come to that inevitable first bad day? And that's, I think that's a big wake up call for a lot of people that don't have that self-awareness. And it's like, I, I experienced that um, with the video stuff. I, I, and I think we talked about this the other day when I first sat down, like, so when I was doing stuff on my phone, I was downloading like a couple of different apps that you just like take your video clips and it builds this little montage for you. And like, after doing that for a few weeks, I'm like, I don't like the, I want control of this. I don't like the way this app does it. I want to figure out how to do this myself. And so the Final Cut Pro, which is Apple's version of like editing software, I had a 30 day free trial. I downloaded it, put it on my computer, open it up. Then I'm like, now what? I couldn't figure, I couldn't figure out how to upload a video into there. I couldn't figure out how to, once I got it up in, into the actual program, which took me forever, right. I couldn't figure out how to do anything with it. And there was this moment that I was like, I kind of threw my hands up. I'm like, I can't figure this out. And I'm like, whoa, 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 hold on. Hmm. This is something that you've said that you've wanted to do. You asked for, are we going to, are we going to allow just a little minor mm -hmm. level of frustration in something that we literally have no previous experience in. So we shouldn't know how to do it at this point. Are we going to let that frustration keep us from doing what we want to do? And like, I didn't actually have this conversation with myself, but essentially I did. And I said, you know, no, this is what I want to do. So what are we going to do? And that's when I jumped onto YouTube, beginner final cut pro tutorial, mm -hmm. two hour video sat, watched the whole thing, stopped it at parts, played with the computer figured out how to do it. And then just, and then, you know, Obviously, there was still frustration that came in. There's still frustration. Like now, it's like I, I my computer, I can't edit 4K footage, and it takes forever, and that frustrates me. So it's like there's always going to be something. <clears throat> yes. No matter how much you love something, you're going to run into frustrations. And if you 
let those frustrations lead you to believe that you don't love it anymore, then you need to reevaluate your entire paradigm of how you view love because love is frustrating. Like any, like any, any type of thing you invest that amount of time into is going to cause you frustration. And if you think that it's not, I'm sorry, but you're wrong. Yeah. And I think it's, you're, you're putting that, that, that big ass level of want on it too. That big need of like, I just, you love it so fucking much that you just want it all. And when we can't have a little bit of it, especially when it comes to like a hobby, I hate fucking, I wish there was a different word than hobby. When it comes to this, <laughs> this, this craft that you're fucking doing, yeah. you know, your space that you really want to be invested in, like it sucks, you know, like, and it, it could be anything. I mean, look at me in the nutrition world, right? When I first yeah. started, I was all nutrition and now it's branched off into many of other things, you know, like look at this right now. But like in like, I just, I, I want, I want, I want, I want. I had that mentality in the very beginning, like clients, 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 give me the more, give me the more, give me the more. And it's like, when I didn't have that, I was like, okay, now you start questioning, right? Like, what am I doing wrong? Is it yep. me? Is it the way I coach? Yep. And here's the thing. I started, I, I got out of my lane, right? Like, it's like, you start looking at other things. Like, why is this happening? Well, this guy's got it. This guy's got it. This girl's got it. Whoever has, this company has it. Then you have to remember, like, I learned from a great and wonderful company. I learned from the fucking best. I learned from, I learned from my guy, Jason Phillips. I learned from the fucking best. Why am I self, why am I doubting myself? And I think that's something that if you do follow along this thing with this space, with this craft that you want to do, understand that more times than not, you're going to fail. And I think you, and I think we don't get a big enough taste or enough tastes of fail of failure in our life because of the fact that we're so married to that nine to five or married to the the social to our comfort more than anything. Yeah. 100% that comfort in that fence zone, like just that, yeah. that bubble, right? Like we're so here as yeah. soon as we go outside, we want to come back in, but there's a lot of people that just want to say, fuck this bubble. I'm out of here, you know, go do yeah. my own thing. But if you want to grow, you have to understand like failing is the process. It's yeah. part of the journey and it's a humongous part of the journey. Like we were saying before, right? You can't be focused on the end because there is no end. Yeah. There is a goal, but guess what? When you're getting close to that goal, another one already opened up beyond that, beyond that yeah. you know? And, and another just like offshoot to that is if, how hard are you working towards that goal if the progress hasn't led you to start thinking bigger? Hmm. Like if you're like, and I'm, and I, I'm I, I, I wanna tread carefully because I don't wanna dismiss that like, cause it's the same thing with the nine to five. If like, if getting to making 60 or $70,000, making YouTube about something that you enjoy, if that's your goal and you can be happy with that for the rest of your life, work towards that. Once you hit there, you can, you can cruise control. But I would imagine that most people, as they start working towards that, like, and they get into that 50,000, 55,000, like, you know what? Like, I'm going to hit that 60 K here soon. I kind of want to see if I can make it to a hundred mm. and then they start thinking, okay, what's it going to take for me to get to a hundred? Oh, well, I need right. to start. I need to add this other dynamic to, and I need to do this and I need to do that. And that's where like those goal shifts start to happen. It's like, and maybe it doesn't, but I can guarantee you if you're working hard, of, hard towards that goal, you're going to at least ask those questions. And that's what I think is important is if you're not getting to a point where you're not even asking the question of how do I scale this bigger? I'd argue that you're not working hard enough towards that goal. 
It just, it, those things will come up. If you're working yeah. hard enough, Natural, inevitably. it's autumn. It's yeah, dude, it's automatic. It's fucking inevitable that those things start coming in your head because, because you're learning the process more. Those things that were once hard are now an everyday thing, a skill, it turned into a skill and you're just, you're wanting more. It's like, you're a sponge. It's like the matrix, man. You're downloaded in and you're just like Kung Fu teach me, yeah. you know, you know, like show me. It's like, that's, it's one of those things. And yes. I want to stay on this topic, but I want to pivot a little bit because I want to bring a lot of impact to the community with what you're actually doing now. We've well, I actually about- have the perfect segue to that. Awesome. Yeah. That, that was me. Like initially with the video stuff, my thought process was I want to, I want to, I want to make videos on Instagram. I want to make videos on YouTube and that's what I want to do. And it wasn't until I started getting good at that and people started coming up to me like, Hey, can you make some content for me that I started to think in about scale it's like okay you know getting monetized on youtube is hard but now i've got people approaching me to ask to create content for them and it's like okay i can now make immediate money doing it this way i don't get as much notoriety because i'm behind the camera instead of front of the camera but that's where the big question comes in of like what is what is it that you're really chasing because if I were to narrow it down to say, to saying only I want to be a professional YouTuber, the process of getting from where I'm at now to there is going to be a long one. Whereas if I, you know, get back to a higher level overview of saying, I want to create professionally, that opens my world up a whole lot more. That opens up the world of creating for other people, which is definitely going to be put me on the fast track to leaving the mill, which is really and truly more important to my internal fulfillment than being a, you know, a professional YouTuber. I just want to, I want, I want that creative freedom. And there's, there's different paths to gaining that. And I think you only get there if you have that flexibility to look at it from a bigger picture than just like, this is what I want. It's like, no, that's not what you want. That's what you'll get from getting what you want. But what you really want is that creative freedom. Dude, yeah, 100%, dude, and you're doing it. And it's one of those things like, just got to keep your nose to that grindstone, man. And just, yeah. and just be patient with everything that you're doing and, and invest in, you know, and that's the big thing too. It's like, how invested, how invested with investments in your business are you? Like, do you really want to do it? Do you, oh, yeah. if, do you need to buy that next thing instead of going on that trip? Like you talked about to Tahiti or going out for the next month or not buying elaborate gifts during the holidays, you know, doubling down on what you want to do. I think that all comes back to, how bad do you really fucking want it? And just because yeah. you go out and buy thousands of dollars worth of stuff for anything that you do or invest, that's not, that's not, not exactly what I'm talking about, but are you willing to cut out certain things in your life yeah. to, make, to make the one thing you love grow? And I think that's a lesson in a lot of things in life. And I think, what are you willing to really invest in? And yeah. I think I don't think we, Dean, I don't think we invest enough in ourselves these days. I really don't. Even in yeah. oneself, if we're not, and I'm not just saying go get your nails done, people. That's not what I'm saying. Or we'd go get your hair did. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying really invest in yourself. Like, what are you doing to actually further along, get to that next level in life fulfillment? Like, you can stay at the same job. I'm not saying leveling up your job, but yeah. you can if you want. If you don't, that's fine. But I'm saying fulfillment yourself. Like, are you, if you're not happy, there's a lot of ways you can level up. And I yeah. think we really need to, dive into investing in ourselves a little bit more. And I think this is a perfect, a perfect podcast for that. Cause you have to invest in yourself because investing in yourself takes you away from all the other bullshit that may be pulling you right. away and pulling you yeah. away from your goals. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like just, you know, for me personally, like 
I'm, and not that I was really going out a lot before, but like, I'd rather stay home and edit a video than go drink. Like, and that's, and, and that's the funny thing about like that making those investments is that one point you're going to come to this place where it's like, I actually prefer this now to what I was doing before. And you just got to allow that time to, to change your priorities. And I think that's like, that's big with, and that's, that's where you get to that happiness where even if you're in the nine to five, you can be happy with that nine to five because you know what, like I wanted to do this. My nine to five pays my bills. It leaves me disposable income to go and take those trips that I want to take or, you know, invest in my kids doing this or whatever it is. Like it's, it's as you start to, to, like you're saying, let go of and sacrifice those other things that you know aren't fulfilling you and create margin in your life to invest that time into those other things. And it just, it, it's like you always say, it's like what well, we said it a hundred times already. Like it's inevitable that you're going to have positive growth when you do yes. that thing. You may feel this guilty for a month that you're not, that all your friends are guilting you into not going out or our Friday dinners or Sunday dinners we have with whoever X, Y, Z fill in the fucking blank. You're going to be, you're going to be weird and guilty for like a month or you're not whatever good, good for your mindset. But if you, you know, there's going to come a time where something's going to change and you're going to be like, you know what? This is weird. Like this is really weird. I'm working really hard at something that I never thought I was going to work hard at. And I'm, I'm feeling like my life is being more fulfilled because we don't know until we start working on, these projects, what they're going to do for ourselves, for like, you know, for oneself, we don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, you can bring that back to the beginning of the podcast. We're setting a goal with something. Just fucking try it. You don't yeah. know what this is going to do for your soul, man. Like for real, you don't know. Yeah. I mean, just take, I mean, I, when, when we initially were, were talking about opening the gym, I was, I had taken a break from all social media. I wasn't on Facebook, wasn't on Instagram, wasn't on anything. And so I hadn't like, I hadn't posted anything in any form for a while. And, you know, I, you, you were like, Hey man, if we're going to do this, like you at least got to get back on social media. So when we open up, we can start pumping that out to people. And I was like, all right, cool. I didn't really do anything with it initially. But then once that whole thing fell through, it's like, you know what, let me, I got to do something. So let me start making fitness content. And like, I started doing it. I'm like, Hey, this, this is actually kind of fun. And then that just, that just grew and grew and grew. And I think you're right in that, you know, you've just like, it doesn't matter what it is. And it's like, if I look at that point to where I am today, like it's crazy that the change that has happened over those two years and all it took was just, well, I, it wasn't even, I, I'm not going to say I didn't want to do it, but it was just kind of more of a flippant, well, I got to do something. So I'm going to try this, you know, and that may be how it starts, but who cares how it starts as long as you keep going at it. <laughs> you don't, re- and that's the thing too, is who cares how it starts because six, six months down the road, you barely remember how it fucking started. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's just like a flash in the fucking pan and you're off to the races. And like you just said, six months to a year, you already tacked something new onto it. And you're not even doing what you originally started, but yeah. that's the whole part. It's just like, get that brain exercise going, man. And to take the fucking leap, just take a yeah. leap. Whether you have a plan, put a little something together, try it. You know, I know 
Okay, community, there's two people on this podcast right now, me and Dean. We are completely different when it comes to this. I will say, dive into a, a deep, dark, shallow, a deep, dark, shallow pool. You have no idea what's underneath it. I'm the first. I'm not even getting my clothes off. I'm diving in the motherfucker. I don't yeah. care. Dean's very tactile with what he does. He needs to understand a plan and all that. But that's the creativeness of how we work. And then yeah. that's, that goes back to who we are. Well, and let, let's, let's deviate just a little bit and talk about that because this is also important and, and I'm going to say it again and it's all has to do with self-awareness. My, I, like you said, I like to be very tactical with things. I like to be methodical and intentional. And so, you know, whatever it is, it's like, you know, like we'll have conversations. You're like, ah, I think you need to do this. I'm like, yeah, I agree with you, but I need to, I need to see how that's going to play out. I need to set up a plan and start working towards it. I say it that way because that's how I operate best. And that's what gets me moving and gets me doing. A lot of people will tell you those same things just as an excuse not to start. And that's mm. the, that's the big qualifier is it's like, are you, are you saying I like to be intentional and I need a plan because that's how you, that's just how you operate most effectively or are you saying that as an excuse to get whoever's pressuring you off your back? And that's where I think that's the big difference is that a lot of people are just saying those things to, and they may just be saying it to themselves like, Oh, well, you know, yeah. Like, and you know, you're a Gary Vee fan. I've listened to, I can remember listening to a podcast where it's like, he's talking to this kid and the guy, the kid's like, yeah, he's like, you know, I want to, I want to start a podcast but I need this and I need that. And like, you know, D rock said this about that. And like, Gary, Gary's like, you got a phone. You're talking to me on the phone, right? Yeah. All right. You have all you need to start a podcast. And there's a pause. And then the first word is, but, hmm. and that's, that's where the excuses start. And that's, and that's what I'm talking about. Like, you got to be aware enough to know, like, are you saying I need to be methodical about this because you actually want to be methodical or are you trying to make excuses? Yeah, that's huge too. And I, you have to be self-aware with something like that. You have to ask yourself the hard questions, but you also have to be respectable and respect those hard questions as well. And I think we don't do that enough as we don't challenge ourselves enough, you know? And I think that's, yeah. a, that's another huge thing is a little bit of challenge here and there is a good thing. And I'm not talking some 30 day fucking diet challenge, like get the right. fuck out of here with that. But, <laughs> and you're also not going to, I'm not going to take pictures for 30 days and throw away my fucking brand new camera. Like you have to understand that the process and the journey, it's a long time if you want to do something. And I think you have to understand right when you walk into a gym, pick up a camera, pick up a, a you know, any type of recording equipment, a podcast, a microphone, like you're not going to come out of the gate the fucking best in the world. And you oh, have no. to understand that these things take fucking time. And if you truly look in the mirror and tell yourself, listen, I'm going to try this for six months. I know it's going to take a very long time. It may not work out, but I'm going to give it my all. I'm going to give it my best and let life take its weekends here and there and understand that that's part of the process. You're what I just said. If someone told me that years ago, I'd be in such a better fucking place. Than I am now because oh, yeah we all fall into the trap, right? The comparison trap or whatever trap you want to put X, Y, Z. But that little thing that I just said, like, I'll say it again, it's going to take time. You're going to fail more times than not. And you have to give yourself the leeway of the life coming into play. Once yeah. you do that, you are so fucking far ahead of the game. It's amazing. Absolutely. It's amazing. And even like, and like, and going back to like what I was saying about setting goals and tying that to timelines, like, you know, like you're saying like, okay, I'm going to give myself six months. 
like you don't have to like you don't have to give up in six months if you're not where you want to be right it's just in six months like you just have to ask the question like is this still something i want to pursue am i enjoying this enough that i want to give it another six months and if you say yes cool start doing what you need to do to make progress in that next six months but you know if like if i bought my camera and started doing this and you know six months later i'm like you know what it's just it's not for me. Like I, I, I thought I was going to be into this and I'm not cool. Sell the camera, move on. But at least, you know, you don't have to look back and say, well, you know, what if, what if I had done this differently? You know, like if you really believe after six months, you know, or however long it is that you're not, you're no longer interested in, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. And that's where I think people get caught up too, is they like, you know, there's this like investment trap of like, Oh, well, I put so much money and time and effort into this. I got to keep, you know, it's like the whole, like you, you leave the problem with who you came with. Like, no, you don't have to do that. Like yeah. if, you, if you, if you're, if you start and that's the same, like, you know, it's, it's the same in your professional career. Like you just because like you went and got your degree to become a lawyer, you, you know, pass the bar, you're a lawyer two years in 10 years in 20 years in you say to yourself, I'm not happy doing this anymore. Change your profession. Right. Like you really want to spend, like most of us have to work a career for 40 plus years. Like you're only halfway into the game. Like you really want to be miserable for the second half? Like, no. Oof. Yeah. And you're just going to die with a bunch of bad regret and being an, an ordinary asshole, no matter who you are to everybody around you. And eventually it's just going to suck your fucking soul out. And you're going to forget yeah. about actually who you are. I think that's a big thing. It's a big point. And, um, we are coming up to the top of the hour and at the very end of the, every single podcast, you know, what's coming is I'm going to toss, I'm going to, I'm going to toss you on the hot seat, man. I would love for you to give any three actionable items, whether that I don't, doesn't matter what it is, fitness, nutrition, mindset, or lifestyle related, what people can do as soon as they turn off this podcast and they stay, they stop listening to us talk. What are three things that you can give them that they can work on immediately right away? Oh gosh. Um, I would say the first thing is uh, don't be too hard on yourself. Um, your internal dialogue is the, the biggest thing that's going to determine how you act. So start talking better to yourself, set goals, but be flexible with those goals. I think if you can do those three things, it doesn't matter what it is, you're going to be successful because you're not going to be telling yourself that you're bad, you're bad at it, or you're a failure. You're going to allow yourself the flexibility to move on and allow yourself to mature and change. And I think that's, that's growth, man. Like you're going to do those things. Right. So if you can do those, um, I think that's, that's, that's the bet. Yeah. Do that. Turn that off. Stop talking bad about yourself, set a goal. And then if you don't hit it, set another one. Dude, 100%. That's like, that's it. That's the game, right? That's, that's the growth game for sure. Especially here on the everyday growth podcast. Dean, where can everybody find you at? What's your website? How can they get a hold of you and kind of listen to the blog that you've been writing, man? Okay. Um, I have, my website is Boca and Barbells. That is B-O-K-E-H-A-N-D Barbells. Um, I'm on Instagram at Dinosaurus Flex. Uh, I am on YouTube at Dean Jackson. And um, I'm also on Twitter. Uh, and that's uh, real Dean Jackson uh, on Twitter. So those are, those are the platforms I use most. Um, I'm really plugging away hard at YouTube. I would say if you're really looking for consistent content for me these days, that's where you're going to find it. Um, Instagram too, but I'm really, I'm, I'm focused on YouTube. That's, that's where I'm really plugging most of my time. 
Uh, what's your email for everybody in case they want to get a hold of you for some business? Um, Dean Jackson Jr. at Gmail. Um, that's what's linked to my phone. So if you shoot me an email there, if you want any type of video, photo, send me an email. I will get back to you that day for sure. Awesome, man. Community, I always like to end it with, without you, I wouldn't be able to do what I do. Dean wouldn't be able to do what he does. So we love you so much. This podcast wouldn't be a thing. I wouldn't be able to be a coach. Without you, Dean wouldn't be able to be a photographer. The love here is probably very mutual, I would say, Dean. Oh, absolutely. uh, We love you guys so much. And really, you guys push us to be better, 1% better every single day. And you make this thing that we do actually fun with all your comments and likes. And like Dean said, you know, look Dean up, follow him on YouTube fucking amazing content the video the videography skills are only growing every fucking day it's it's a blessing to know this guy and if you guys need work done <laughs> seriously go after it and uh you guys can learn a thing or two from dean and everything he does on youtube so dean thank you so much man thank you so much for being on oh here. yeah That's thanks for having me dude i appreciate it dude 100 like always community take care peace out thanks dean thanks and there you have it community another amazing guest on an awesome podcast let me tell you Let's give it up really quick for Dean Jackson and the perspectives that he has laid down, not just for his life and his lifestyle, but for your lifestyle and your life as well. Think about the things he just said, especially at the very end. You got to set goals. Give yourself some time to create impact on those goals and don't get discouraged right away. Create some self-worth with some impact, some self-impact. Don't be so damn hard on yourself. So many wise words, so many takeaways from that podcast. It's funny, every time I listen back over these podcasts, man, I'm telling you, I have to go back two or three times and listen to the whole thing before I even let it out because there's so many powerful points that each one of these guests bring on. And that is the goal from me to you in this podcast is to bring on people that you can relate to, that you can believe in, that you can trust with their truthful words. And let me tell you, Dean is nothing but short of truthful words. Every damn day, the dude's dropping some kind of knowledge bomb, some kind of truth bomb, something on me that I can that I can take and use immediately. And I think that's good to have those people around you, people that can change your perspective in a heartbeat and people that can give their side of their story and that side of that coin because at the end of the day, you have to have people around you that can have those conversations. Like These are all conversations with different perspectives from different people and how they view the world. It's not I'm right, you're wrong and It's not, listen to me, this is what I say, and this is what you have to do. It's not like that. It's each person listens. I'm going to say that again. Each person listens before they speak their mind or before they force an answer. Too many of us talk before even listening, and we say, this is the way. If you're not with me, then you're the problem, yada, 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 X, Y, Z, and it's bullshit, and that's not how it is. So listen back again on that podcast. It's I can honestly say it's one of the best damn podcasts I've ever listened to. And half the time, I was just sitting back and listening to the, the wise words that this dude was dropping. So guys, look him up. Shoot him an email if you guys need any work done for photography or videography. The dude does amazing work. Check out his Instagram page. And if you want a closer look into some of the things that he does, just shoot him an email or a DM. He'll get right back to you and send you some videos or invite you to look at some videos. And then you can see for yourself how amazing he is. Pick his brain. If you guys have any questions about photography or videography, pick his brain. The dude every single week is being better and better and better at his craft. He's creating this artistic, amazing 
view of what he can do, and it's his own way, and no one's doing anything like that just like him. There's no one out there that's doing it. They do something similar, but no one's doing what he's actually doing. So you guys, look him up, shoot him an email, shoot him a DM, say what's up, tell him you heard this podcast, tell me you heard him on this podcast. I'm sure he's got a discount out there for you too. And guys, like always, please, please, please take a screenshot of your favorite part of this podcast. Head on over to Instagram and put it to your story. Tag myself, tag Dean at Dinosaurus Flex, tag me at Everyday Anthony J, so we can turn right around. Thank you and show you some love right back. Because without you, we wouldn't be here. And without you, this podcast would never be possible. And guys, once again, I have to always say this at the end and the beginning of the podcast. Please subscribe to the podcast so you do not miss any episodes and you stay up to date. Head on over to YouTube, do the exact same thing. Hit that subscribe. Look at some of the people that I have on so you can put some faces with the names. And guys, once again, I can't thank you enough for everything that you guys do do. And uh, new new podcasts come out every Monday, Friday, and Sunday. So after you guys listen to this, stay tuned because on Sunday, it's Coffee Talk. And we have an amazing guest again coming out on Sunday. And then you have me for Motivational Mondays on Monday. So you guys, I'm trying to stick to that routine, that blueprint, that plan because quarantine is coming to an end. Some things are starting to open up and I'm trying to really stick to that. It's it's very difficult right now when business is starting to pick back up again. But hey, if you guys need anything, you know me. Head on over to Every, Everyday Anthony J. Shoot me a follow. Shoot Dina follow and Dinosaurus Flex. If you guys have any questions about fitness, nutrition, or mindset related or anything lifestyle, or if you guys feel like you need a fucking coach in your life, I am here for each and every one of you. At the end of the day, guys, we all need someone to hold us accountable. Peace and love. Until next time, spread that love, spread that positivity, and be an empathetic human being.